Did you push yourself to be great today? Did you do it? If you didn't do it, you lost today. We ain't got many days to lose. Lowe is trying to get open, fires away. Ah! It's over! The Bulls win at the buzzer! Breeze hits it in the air to center. We will see you tomorrow night. And this time he's going to go down. It's going to be picked off by Mack. Mack with the interception. And Mack will take it all the way in for a touchdown. This is Respect the Midwest. Week one of the NFL season is in the books, ladies and gentlemen, and what a week one it was. Tons of storylines, tons of overreactions. We're going to get to all those here in just one second. But first, we got to get to our reactions from our favorite teams because, um, you know, it, it's nice to vent, and even though all three of our teams won, I'm sure we have a little bit of concerns, a few things we like to, we'd like to see in the coming week. Uh, a few things that we're nervous about. So let's start with Alex. And I forgot to mention, we have a special guest on today. Um, we have Corey Bender on. Is that how you want to be introduced as, or do you want me to use your stage name? Corey Bender works. Corey Crazy Bender works. Corey also right. works too. Sounds good. Okay. Corey is a Packers fan, unfortunately, and <laughs> which which pains me to say. Salty, and, salty, salty. And we'll <laughs> and we'll start with you, because the Packers, especially offensively. Uh, looked fantastic. Aaron Rodgers looked oh, like he was yeah. turning back the clock. Give me your give me your feeling coming out of Week One. I guess overall, especially about Aaron Rodgers, though. Obviously, really optimistic, but to be real, they did face a lot of new young cornerbacks, uh, or at least some a lot of different people in the secondary on the Vikings. So I can't judge that performance too much. Highly, it's good that he did it, and it's good that he went off. I'm glad Devontae Adams had a really great game as well. I'm concerned that Aaron Jones got stuffed a lot most of the game, even though their rush defense is good but yeah I mean it's still good they got the win it sucks that they were beating them up for most of the game and then they're starting to let them come back towards the fourth quarter so some concerns I I know LaFleur likes to have a run heavy offense which is why Aaron Jones got so many touches last year and he did well but if they can't do that all the time I'm still at least optimistic that Aaron Rodgers is still playing at a high level in his boy like 16th or something or crazy like that He's been playing forever, it seems like. Yeah, and on the note of Aaron Jones getting stuffed, the only part of that Vikings defense that isn't young is the D-line. And so, yep. I mean, you, you know, you can give him a little bit of a pass there. But overall, um, as a Bears fan, it, the Packers scared the crap out of me uh, with that game, especially offensively. It, it was funny because in the offseason, you know, the, the notion was, and I said this um, last podcast, I, I, don't, I didn't think the Packers were going to be that good in week one. I don't, I don't think they're that really going to be that good. Uh, in the season as a whole, but despite yeah. the lack of receiver depth, I mean, Dev- I mean, if Devontae Adams can do everything every week, I mean, I guess you don't really need another receiver. I mean, yeah, but MVS would it was it would be good for him to step up. If he didn't have those two drops, his stats would have been a little bit better this week. I, he seems right. more confident this season, which is good. I I wish they would have drafted somebody. I wish they would have gone after more free agent receivers other than Devin Funches, who decided to opt out anyways for the season but I mean if he can do that every week that'd be dope and he is capable but I mean when you go up against a team like the 49ers last year or twice and you don't put up those numbers you don't win playoff games so we'll see what happens I, I'd rather have their receivers develop and give them another option 
Yeah, for sure. And speaking of receivers, well, or, or lack thereof at receiver depth, the Patriots, um, I guess, Oof. I don't really know. Alex, would you say they, like, they won, like, in your opinion, did they win convincingly, or is that more of, I guess, I guess what is your feeling on the win as in the dominant spectrum? As I look back on it now, it wasn't as dominant as I thought they were going to be. But going back to those receivers, I mean, they're going to be developed over time. I mean, Nikhil Harry, he's just kind of still learning. I mean, Julian Edelman's still pretty good. And but it was if we play the way we played the, the last week against the Seahawks this week, it's going to be a whole different story. Because True, and yeah, go ahead. Because let's let's face it, Russell Wilson is not Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, <laughs> I think I, you could probably say that with a lot of confidence. So. Yeah, <laughs> and I actually, I have a couple of concerns for the going into the future for the Pats. The big one for me is Cam Newton's health. I mean, they say he is fully healthy, but he put his body at risk running the ball 15 times, especially with the way that he is running. A lot of... It it was a one-man show, to say the least, on on Sunday. It was was the Cam Newton show. That's what it was. Another concern I had was uh, the pass interference penalties on Stephon Gilmore. Because... Mm -hmm. He won Defensive Player of the Year last year, and there is no doubt that he is one of the best in the league. But he gave up, like, 63 receiving yards, which is not very uh, Gilmore-like. Right. It doesn't sound like a lot, but if you're talking about individual corners, I mean, that's you know that, that, that's not an amount to be proud of. Plus two, plus two defensive PIs, and – but yeah. a win is and a – That's kind of – A win yeah, is ahead. a win, and we're on the Seattle. I mean, right. usually the Patriots are pretty good at not committing a lot of penalties because of yeah, Belichick, right, yeah. so you just never know. It right. could just have been a bad game. Right. I, I, will, that's, I will praise the Patriots' offensive line, though. With yep. Mark, with Marcus Canning opting out, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but Jermaine Olemenuar, I'm pretty sure, I, out of Texas a and I'm not going to try. No, he, he played a really good game on Sunday, especially against a revamped Dolphins defense, so... Right. And with Stephon Gilmore, that's always been his M.O. is being uber-aggressive. Uber that's why he was able to get so many picks last year. That's why he was Defensive Player of the Year. Towards the end of the season, it did kind of bite him you know, bite, uh, bite him in the back a couple of times. Um, and, you know, starting starting off this year with all those penalties, it, it is a little concerning. Um, he still, I mean, he, had, he still had a pick himself. So it'll be interesting to see how the Seahawks attack that, uh, you know, with, with their receivers, you know, with more of a deep ball kind of game. Um, another, with Russell Wilson. Another thing I saw, like, our second-round pick from last year, Jawan Williams, got his first real action last game. And he covered right. Mike Gusecki most of the game. And he had one catch for nine yards. Yeah. And that may be – and also J.C. Jackson was also good. Speaking of um, secondaries with Jackson in them, let's go to <laughs> Chicago. You guys will be able to approach this more objectively than I will, but let me just say that despite the fact that we came back in that fourth quarter, um, scored 21 straight points, which is something that Mitch has never really done in, in his career, my confidence level is still very low for a couple of reasons. Um, I've always, 
I've always said, even after last year, even though our defense wasn't like elite last year, I've always said they had that elite potential in them. And even though we were missing Robert Quinn, we still, I mean, Matt Stafford still, I mean, especially late second quarter and for most of the third quarter, kind of had a field day with us. So we did clamp down in the fourth quarter, which was good, and I'm glad we did that. But it was, the defense kind of worries me. Um, and, and they may not be as elite as I thought they would. And offensively, until that fourth quarter, we were abysmal. I mean, we, I think in the first quarter, Alex, you were there with me. Didn't we get into the, I think we got into, into opponent territory and like inside the 40 like four times? Yeah. And it only came out, it only came out with six points, and which has been the Bears' MO, and I thought we were going to change. Um, another thing is, oh, that's just so crazy is whenever we're in two minute offense, we are one of the best offenses in the league. Like, I, I don't really understand. We would play with tempo. Like, that's, that's just how. That's just Mitch is just not thinking. You know, I think he overthinks things a lot of times, and his arm talent surely isn't as good as guys like a Matt Stafford or Aaron Rodgers. But when he's playing with confidence, and I guess you could say this for anyone, but he he has, you know, enough talent to where we can win games. We can beat anyone. We saw that in 2018. We could beat anybody, especially with the way the defense works. And, and another thing I said on Sunday while watching the game was, especially in that third quarter with the defense, and maybe I'm throwing the defense a little bit of a bone here, cutting cutting them some slack. The offense going three and out every single drive, you know, in that first half and third quarter murders the defense, which is why the Lions are able to come back in that next drive, get some good passes down the field and move the ball. So overall, I mean, I'm happy we got the win. Thank God for DeAndre Swift. Did you guys hear, I don't know if you guys heard, DeAndre Swift has a new sponsor. Butterfingers sponsors DeAndre Swift. <laughs> um, I'm definitely the first person to ever make that joke, so you can give me credit for that. But um, I'm dying of laughter. We're one to know. A win is a win, uh, and we'll take it. Um, a team that I didn't think would be one to know after this week, and then after thinking about it, I could kind of see it was the Washington, I almost said Redskins football team, who beat the Eagles 27-17, guys. I don't know, is this more the Eagles just not being as good as we thought they were, or Washington kind of just kind of uh, exceeding expectations? Corey, we'll start with you. Uh, I feel like that's a really hard question to ask after week one. I mean, but you can say that for a lot of teams. I, in, in the game specifically. Like in, I just didn't in watch all of this game, but uh, I think it might be more of the Eagles, to be honest. Like, they should be better than this, in my opinion. I don't think Washington's the worst team in the NFL, but they've gone through so much trash during this offseason. They've had to have been distracted, and they don't have the greatest talent in the world. I question if Haskins will be a good enough starter all the time. I don't know how their running game will hold up, and I don't know if their defense is that good. So they probably over-exceeded their expectations, but I do think Philadelphia kind of just shot themselves in the foot. And... The way that I look at it, Washington took advantage of a bad situation in Philadelphia. They they were missing three starters on the offensive line, and especially right tackle Lane Johnson. I mean, Chase Young had a field day. Oh yeah. As much as Jordan loves that. And speaking of which, as we're recording this, Big Ten football is coming back next month. I just got to throw that oh, in. Oh yeah. Anyway, continue, continue, Alex. Yay. <laughs> okay, and I, Dwayne Haskins is. A, will be a solid starter in the NFL, I imagine. But 
overall, I think it was just the defensive line of the Redskins that just overwhelmed their uh, Eagles. I mean, I mean, they did get good Carson once a lot. Yeah, I think he was like eight sacks. Yeah, eight sacks on the day. That was just ridiculous. And I know they were. I mean, the injury bug hits the Eagles like it, like unlike any other team. For some reason, their entire team is injured by the end of the year. Um, it's kind of a reverse. When they won it, Car- like Carson Wentz was always getting hurt. And then, you know, the rest of the team was fine. And then last year, it was the rest of the team getting hurt. Carson Wentz was fine. And it looks like it's going to repeat itself. Um, I don't, even though you have all these injuries, when you go up 17 nothing, especially against a team like Washington, who I think we can all kind of agree, despite having a better defense than we thought they were, they're, they're rebuilding. Yep. And it's, it was, I mean, it's embarrassing. I mean, if, if I was an Eagles fan, I, I, I guess... Again, you just can't blow a seventeen nothing lead, especially to a team that, you know, is is seen like Washington is. So, I don't know. That that that's all I gotta say on that one. If anyone else wants to add anything, but it, it's just disappointing, honestly. Yeah, they just gotta go to next week and hope they uh, play better. Obviously, just a cliche there, but gotta do what right. you gotta do, man. If they can uh, protect Carson Wentz better, they'll have a good shot. Mm-hmm. Plus, they'll get sure. they will get Miles Sanders and Alshon Jeffrey back eventually, so right. that'll be a big boost for them. Alex, I know this next game is well. It, I mean, it's near and dear, close to your heart. Uh, the Bucks and Saints. Saints beat the Bucks thirty-four twenty-three. It wasn't that close. The Saints pretty much dominated this game um, from end to end. Alex, I, I have to ask you: Does Father Time look like it's catching up with Tom Brady, or is this just a product of the Saints just having a better team than the Bucks? Who I understand the Bucks like. They got better, but really, we kind of over-exaggerate that just because they have a new quarterback in Tom Brady, but what are your thoughts on that? It was Tom Brady. I feel like he hasn't really developed chemistry with those receivers yet. No. And he's going from a dink-and-dunk offense to a full spread-out, pass-it-down-the-field offense, one he hasn't had since the likes of Randy Moss and... With time, I feel like they will get better. I mean, it doesn't help that they played one of the best teams in the NFC to start off away in the Superdome. But those two interceptions that Brady had were his fault. I mean, he just misread the defense, especially on the pick six to Denoris Jenkins. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's funny because I've always said, you know, Tom Brady was I, – I was always one of those people who thought Tom Brady was a product of the New England system um, just because of the way that you – know, as he got older, you know, the Patriots adjusted their offensive play style. And honestly, it looks like – I mean, it, in week one, and I know we've got a whole season left, still got 16 weeks, but knowing what I know about Tom Brady and with age, obviously he's not getting any better. That I mean, he might miss that system in New England. I don't know, Corey. Corey, I know you're big on – you know, guys who can whip the ball downfield. Tom Brady can't do that anymore. It's it's tough for him to do that. I I want to say maybe one of those interceptions might not have been his fault because Mike Evans might not have ran the right route, but he also could have just misread the play too. That's another th- yeah. That's another thing. As soon as they made that, I went. I mean, I went on Twitter, and obviously Twitter has a bunch of pseudo offensive coordinators. But yeah, I mean, 
I mean, it is a new system. You can't just... People were quick to blame Mike Evans, though, and didn't really give Tom Brady any accountability. That's that's all I'll say. You I feel like it. that one might be like 50-50 or something. The, right. the pick six was definitely on Brady. And, I mean, it goes back to... You remember how he ended his season last year with the Patriots was with a pick six, and you're going, oh, damn, it's all over for him. I right. got to see another week of him to make any judgment. I can't make any sort no. of call on a week one game against a really, really good Saints defense and also against a really good offense too. Drew Brees is not slouching at all and right. I think Michael Thomas is going to be out for a little bit but they'll be, they still got Alvin Kamara, they still have a really good system. Uh, I think Brady will be fine once he gets used to all of his new teammates. He still has Gronk who is his old teammate. If if, I think it'll just take some time. Now, if it's like week four and he's, you know, like his touchdown interception ratio is trash, then probably have to start talking about how uh, he should either retire or just uh, not play for the rest of the year. But I don't know. It's only week one, then. I think he'll right. be okay. I don't know if he's a complete system quarterback. It. I, I think he's still talented, just not as good as he used to be. He's in his forties. A quarterback that is on the other side of that threshold is yeah. Kyler Murray, and his Cardinals were beat the 49ers, defending NFC champion, almost won the Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan blew another lead. Conversation, <laughs> for, conversation for another day. That was seven months ago. Ooh. You know what? I People were doubting DeAndre Hopkins' ability to adjust to this Arizona offense without you know a true training camp, or at least a long training camp. D-Hop is a different... That man is, is different, and Kyler Murray's different too. I don't know if you guys saw that touchdown run Kyler Murray had. That this is the NFL, and then and yep. this kid is just running wild on teams against arguably the best defense in the NFL in the 49ers. That that kid's special. Kyler Murray is special. D Hop, obviously, we knew was special. Um, I, I mean, I was just in awe, and I'm I'm buying in on the Cardinals now. I I've pushed all my chips to the center on the Cardinals. I mean, they're they're, they're the real deal. That's I know it's only one week. That's all I needed to see. It'll be interesting to see how they progress through the season. I feel like their Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins chemistry is just going to continue to get better. I mean, and looking at this week, who do they play? Cardinals. Um, I don't know, but I'm picking them. Whoever they play, they play. Ooh, they play the football team. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm probably going to pick them in that game, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, and going back to the 49ers, I mean, that offense is just kind of meh. It's just... That's kind of how it's always been. They're very complimentary. It's like... I don't know. Yeah, looking at their stats, Kittle, the dude who they just signed to a huge contract, only got right. 44 yards, right. five targets, four catches. Right. That's in not his great. Defense, in his defense, he did get hurt in the game. It's true. In his defense. Still wasn't doing a whole lot. Mostert almost had 100 yards, and he had a touchdown. That's okay. But, uh... Oh, wait, that was receiving yards. My bad. I'm looking at the wrong thing. Rushing yards, he had 56. So, that's a pretty <laughs> good game for him. So, try to give him the ball more, Kyle Shanahan. You should have done that in the Super Bowl as well. <laughs> right. And uh, it looks like for the Cardinals, their leading rusher was Kyler. So... If he falls into that Cam Newton archetype where he's running around a lot, you gotta hopefully he stays healthy in his young career as well too. 
Right. Because if he's, it, it makes him dynamic, and he still has D Hop to throw the ball to, and Larry Fitzgerald, who's still playing, which is unbelievable. Uh, they could be a really good team. I, I don't know if I'm all in like Jordan is right now, but I'm definitely intrigued by the Cardinals and impressed with their win. No, and it's one of those things where, before the season, like I was, I like, like everyone, I was, I kind of had a wait and see approach. You know, it. I know. Again, it is week one, and obviously we're going to need to see more of this. But I mean, Kyler Murray to me is the X factor on that team, and he just. Yep. I mean, I'm just in awe. I really can't put any other words out there. I, I don't want to play the Cardinals because because no. of his ability to run around, and if he doesn't run. He's thrown it to DeAndre Hopkins. And, oh, by the way, Larry Fitzgerald's still there. Feels yep. like he's been playing for 30 years. Christian Kirk's another talented wide receiver on that team. Yep. And the defense is way better, too. The defense is not, okay, not way better. Because there were a couple plays where they got gassed, especially on Mostert's 79-yard touchdown. Need to see a little bit more out of the Cardinals. But offensively, they they look like they have number one in the league potential. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Again, we we you know we just got done talking about how Washington's defense might be a little underrated. That D line for Washington is is looking really good. So yep. it, I'll, let's see how they perform against Washington um, against another low grade team. If they blow them out, then maybe you know need maybe we'll need just we need them to do good. Kyler Murray and D Hop on my fantasy on my team. So. Okay, no, hey. okay, we, we don't need to get into that. Well, I feel like right. D Hop's pretty I'm, motivated though this season. Go, <laughs> All right, well, that. That will end up the recap, Corey. It is time for our favorite time, our favorite segment. Excuse me of the week. Um, now I say favorite segment now. On Monday, it may not be our favorite segment anymore, True. but we're gonna we're gonna keep on doing it. Thursday night, the Bengals and the Brown. Dude, I don't know if you saw, but the Thursday night games that they have set up are just disgusting. Oh, just like terms, last year. Oh, basically. I mean, yeah, is every it worse? year they. I mean, okay, so here's the Thursday night games. Bengals-Browns, Dolphins-Jaguars, Broncos-Jets. That's not it either. The first game that's even kind of good is Buccaneers-Bears in Week 5. That might be a good game. That's okay. Maybe if Brady's still playing. And then Chiefs-Bills, and then it it gets better after that. Giants-Eagles, well, that might might suck. But Weeks 5 and 6 are good. Packers 49ers Week 9. I'm not going to go through all of them, but... Right. The next three weeks of Thursday night games are just putrid. Yeah. Hopefully we get proven wrong, but those are not good matchups at all. Oh, they're horrible. I mean, they could be good games, but like Oof. they won't be enter- they won't be entertaining if that makes sense. The, the only way it's entertaining is to watch the Browns fail because that's usually what happens, right. and to see Joe Burrow <laughs> if he continues to be good because he he could have had his first victory if they uh, they don't mess up at the end. Yeah, Randy Bullock. It's funny. I don't know if you saw. Randy Bullock, after he kicked the ball, he was holding his right leg like he hurt his right leg. Yeah. But in the press conference after, he said he hurt his left leg. Huh. I don't know if that was just a slip of the tongue That's or if he meant to say that. Either way, he should have made that kick. I don't I don't know how you're yep. pulling a muscle. You're a professional kicker. You, that shouldn't happen. But it, regardless. Whatever. I mean, but Joe Burrow looked pretty poised out there for his first start. He, he did. Looked he looked, like looked he was poised. Ready. And you know, a lot. Obviously, he wasn't perfect, and he could have. No. I mean, he had a rushing touchdown. That was pretty. That was good to yep. see. But, and I think people forget the Chargers' defense. You know, the Chargers have a pretty good D, especially their D line. Casey Hayward back there on defense. Mm-hmm. Joey Bosa's there. They've got uh, Melvin Ingram, Shannon Uosu. I mean, Desmond King. I mean, they've got they've got some players on defense. Yeah. Um, but you know, it it was a good. 
it was a solid performance by Joe Burrow, obviously, in his first game against a defense like that. I think he's going to get better as the season goes along. Um, yep. How much better, I don't know. Again, you know, I mean, he was the talk of the offseason, you know, once oh, yeah. once this pandemic hit and we kind of shut everything down. I mean, he was still – we were still feeling the effects of his performance from the 2019 season, you know, basically yep. un- until now. I mean, we're still kind of feeling it. Everyone's all in on Joe Burrow. Everyone loves him, so. Yeah, he's got way more upside than Baker Mayfield, the quarterback right. he'll be facing on Thursday. Absolutely. In this game, the Browns are favored five and a half. Are they really? <sighs> that is a number. I hate that number because th- that number that number to me is saying the Browns have more talent. This is what they're telling us with that number. The Browns have more talent, and they should win this game by five and a half. And everyone that's going to bet this game knows that the Browns have more talent. And that is why I think the Browns minus five and a half is going to be pounded on in Vegas. Especially, yep. you know, and over under 43 and a half is another interesting number. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to go over in this game. I think I mean, it's a perfect spot for Joe Burrow to have a good performance on the road. True. His first road game. I know there's no fans, but it's technically a road game. Yep. And I think, you know, the Bengals defense isn't. Fantastic! I think the Browns might be able to put up some points here. This is six. Why do I see six and a half now? Did it? Did it? Did it just go just up? I think they literally just updated it as I'm looking at it. Yeah, now it's now it says six and a half. Ooh. Now now it's even harder because that's a football number right there. If the, if it ends up like thirty-eight twenty-four, garbage time touchdowns, I feel like are going to be. I feel like someone's going to score garbage time touch, garbage time touchdown and flip the spread or the over. This game scares me. <sighs> it's tough. I, I I would still go with the Bengals to be honest. I I just the Browns always come off as very dysfunctional, no matter who right. their coach is, mm-hmm. no matter who, especially with Mayfield. He just throws so many interceptions, makes so mm-hmm. many dumb mistakes, and he has talent. He has the arm. He just needs to make smarter decisions. I also don't really know if OBJ is there fully committed like he just seems to be more compelled to do commercials just kind of collect the paycheck and he's one of the fucking best receivers still out in the league he's one if not still top 10 it's just he hasn't seemed like he's been playing like it since he got there right and apparently he's into some crazy shit i mean yeah that's a whole nother story (laughs) my guy oh my god i hope those aren't true The only thing I'm I'm like semi confident of in this game is the over the over forty three and a half. I the Browns be. defense. I know it's the Ravens. I know it's Lamar Jackson, but they got freaking torched yep. last week. I mean, I like the over forty three and a half. I want to go Bengals money line here. If I had to gun to my head, though, I'm picking. I'm taking Bengals plus six and a half in this game. I hate that pick because yep. I know if, if the Browns do end up blowing them out in this game it's gonna be like well of course they did because they have more talent so yeah but talent don't don't always win games also do we know if aj green's playing or not because he didn't play a week one he is listed on the on the prop bets i don't know if let me look at an update real quick um because i don't know how long his injury was for right let me get a quick update on that because if they get him back that's a whole nother weapon for him to have right if he's still the same level player Mm. which i think he will be a prop that I looked at earlier today that I might end up putting something on is uh, Tyler Boyd receiving yards. Ooh. It's set at like 50. 
oh, or something. Take that, and especially yo. and especially if AJ Green doesn't play, oh, oh my god. He's goodness. gonna get I mean, most of the targets, most likely. So right. yeah, I'll go. I would take that any day. Let me call it AJ Green. If it was a hundred yards, I'd be a little bit more concerned. Oh yeah, no. But yeah, AJ or Tyler Boyd. 50 receiving yards, that is... Yeah, 50 and a half is what it is. I is there any prop that. bets for the Browns you find interesting? Um, Nothing really. AJ Green doesn't have, a, have an injury designation, so I think he's uh, good to go. Okay. Well, hopefully that uh that would definitely give me a little bit more hope for the Bengals to win for sure. For the Browns, a, a nice... um. A nice prop I would do for the Browns is Kareem Hunt to score the first touchdown. Yeah. Everyone heading into the year, I mean, thought it was going to be Nick Chubb's Nick Chubb's offense pretty convincingly, but I think Kareem Hunt had more touches in the first game, so um, that's something that I, that's that if I had to pick, that's what I would do. I think Kareem Hunt for for the first touchdown. Yeah. Um, I could see that. Yeah, that's about it. Um, again, the only thing I'm like really confident in. Is Tyler Boyd over fifty and a half, over forty three and a half? I'm going to put that um, on the sheet here. We are going to start keeping track of picks um, on this show, so we'll go over them every week, um, and we'll always put a game pick on there as well. And after talking it out, I am going to stick with Bengals plus six and a half. Got to go with that as well. All right, and that will be our week. Well, week two Thursday night preview. On Friday, we will come out with a full week two preview. We'll do picks on all the games. Corey, anything else you got to say for the people at home? Nah, besides go Packers. And uh, how is your boy Alan Robinson going to do, too, with all these contracts? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we do need to mention that. So here's the thing. What Sign I, that, so, man. This is coming so here's, from me. here's the timeline as far as I can tell. Someone reported that he was he requested a trade, right. and a lot of this was because on social media he deleted like everything that had to do with the Bears, all the Bears pictures, and then so I heard that I was getting a little stressed out. <laughs> then I looked, then I looked um, a little bit later, and his agent said that neither him nor Allen requested a trade. So that was I was you know kind of said few to that, right? And then earlier today, Allen Robinson said that he expects to be in Chicago for the rest of the season. Um, he didn't comment on requesting a trade, so I. The first part of that is all I need to hear. If he expects to be here, good. He's gonna go out, go and ball out every week. That's fine by me. So I'm not ultimately too worried about it right now. Ask me again in a few months. Maybe I will be because yep. he is the lifeblood of our offense. Unfortunately, you know that's. Oh yeah. As a Packers fan, I'm going. Please continue to be dumb and not sign <laughs> right. him. And but objectively, I'm like, no, you got to sign that dude. He's the best. No. Fuck. He's the best receiver they've had in a long time. Right. He's a bona fide stud, and right. as a Packers fan, it's not fun to watch him tear up the defense because the Packers defense, just like last year, was hyped up, and they did do pretty well, but there's just too many instances where they'll be inconsistent and they'll let people get wide open, and Allen Robinson is somebody who doesn't have to try that hard to get wide open. He's just that good. So, yeah, you gotta you got to definitely extend that, dude. Right. Especially with the lack of the running game. Oh, and the memes from this have been fantastic. There oh, was I a, <laughs> I don't know if you saw, there was a, you know the ASPCA commercials where the yeah. dogs were like, I will, yeah. Um, there was one with Allen Robinson on it, and they said, Allen Robinson's two quarterbacks have been Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky. Like, 
you can help you can help an elite receiver by you by you know doing whatever <laughs> it was fantastic even as a bears fan i had to admit that was fantastic it's and funny. i don't blame them because mr trubisky is uh, i don't even want to get into it so oh yeah. you do not he's oh i don't he's very 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 consistent i'm on they really need to start designing more running plays for him because he's got wheels. the running game as a whole on Sunday was great. David Montgomery played great. It was just on you know we we'd get to like a third and four or I think we were we were zero for seven to start the game on third down. Might be worse. Might have been worse than that. So third down we gotta we gotta find something that something else that works. But that will wrap up our week one recap and Thursday night preview. Um, we will see you all on Friday for the picks. Have a good night, Corey. You too.